What's going on, y'all? And welcome to Confidence. Now, today's episode is going to be very special. Uh, and the reason that that is, is I actually recorded the first part of the first half of this episode earlier in the week. I actually tell a story about Jim Crush 2 and just kind of our trials and tribulations and things started to really heat up. At the end of the first part, I leave us off on a fat cliffhanger. And right now I'm recording the second part to tell you what has happened. So buckle up. And what we're going to do is we're going to start off with a story about me having a mental breakdown earlier in the week. And then we're going to get into Jim Crush 2. All right, let's do it. I had a mental breakdown this week. Um, like I think I got home on Monday night. I forget what day it was. Uh, well, sorry, it was Tuesday. I played football, had a really good game, came back home, sparked up a blunt, uh, sat on my balcony and just meditated. I'm not joking. Sat there, eyes closed, probably for like a good, I don't know, hour. Sometimes you're running, but you don't really have an idea of where you're going. And I find that's with a lot of people. I mean, especially myself is I find myself like running around doing all these things that I feel like are important. I feel like I'm making all this progress and yes, I'm doing some stuff, but sometimes I'm running in a direction and I don't realize I'm even going in that direction. So that's kind of what happened this week was I had this like epiphany where I'm like, okay, if you really want to get deep, I, I have a mission statement, but I'm not going to present that. Uh, but all you really need to know is, is like, okay, Chris, what is your ultimate purpose of your life? And this is something that I've been thinking about a lot. I think my calling in my life, and I think everybody has their own calling, but I think my calling in my life uh, or the thing that I deeply want the most is to be an internet personality. And obviously that sounds very broad, but I think in some sense, it really is just like this idea that I want to be somebody that is truly authentically myself so deeply and so honestly, and in such a way that, that other people are so afraid to do that it inspires other people to be that way. I, I just want to be goofy. Like, you know, I want to be funny. I don't, I don't want to be known for being this serious fucking guy because to be honest, like that's really not me. I mean, don't get me wrong. Again, <laughs> there's parts of me that is. And I think that's what's so fucking hard is I feel like there's such a duality in me, right? Where I, I do want to help people deeply. I, I do want to mentor people and get people to their highest level of their self-confidence because I feel like I can. But on the other end of things, it's like, you know, I like being a clown. You know what I mean? I love an audience. Like I, I wanted, that's always what I love. Like I cherish those moments so much. It's like, yo, people go online to escape their reality. And I guess that sounds really shitty, but it's just facts. Like, I mean, you guys all do it, you know, with your Taco Bell and your TV and your Netflix and your TikTok and your Instagram and your social time. You know, we, we all do different things to, you know, maybe not think our own thoughts because you guys are all sad as shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I realized, bro, so many people are fucking sad. Like there's a lot of people I walk around with. Like, yo, today I was getting my haircut. Uh, and yes, by the way, thank you. Whoever's watching. Uh, yeah, it's a nice haircut. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the, the, the barber was like telling me, he's like, yeah, like, you know, I, I, my mom was a therapist, but you know, I battled depression my whole life. And I'm like, that's fucking wild. Your mom is a damn therapist. And I, I don't want to blow him up, but he got addicted to Percocet right? Like I, I, I just blew him up. <laughs> uh, he got addicted to Percocet and, you know, super depressed and, and whatever. And I mean, that's the thing too. It's like, 
a lot of people, it doesn't matter what your situation is. I don't think he really had a bad situation. Just both parents at home, whatever it might be. Yo, it's very hard to have a mindset that is so positive and so real and so, not so real, but just, just yeah, I guess positive or confident that everything is going to work out. And I understand it. Like, you know, yesterday when I was like facing that anxiety, like, yo, that shit's crippling. It's all, you can't do anything. I can't work. I can't sit there and make a video like I want to because I'm so upset about how I'm presenting myself already. But it's like, that's the thing that's crazy is we procrastinate on the things that we truly do love and the things that we do want um, because we're almost sad about not already having it or sad or, or anxious about not being where we want to be yet. But in reality, if we just cut those thoughts out and we just put the work in and got proactive, you, you would be building the life to make yourself feel that way or be in that position. The reality is, is doing that stuff is uncomfortable, but sitting in it is also uncomfortable, right? And I, I guess that's kind of where I'm at. It's so weird how like in life that shit just toggles back and forth. Like, you know, some days you're on fucking 10. Like some days I'm like, fuck yeah. And then I, I'll catch the occasional day where, I don't know, I just don't feel good. But I think the more I live in alignment with my purpose and the more that I am showing that playful side, it's weird. Like some of those dating videos that I post, if I was to rewatch them or somebody like took my account was to watch them in front of me, like in a weird way, it's like I'm not proud. It's like in a weird way, I'm like not proud of it. I know it's good. You know what I mean? I know it's not bad and I'm not, I'm not shitting on me, but I think again, what would light me up? What would light me the fuck up? is somebody coming up to me and be like, yo, this video is funny as fuck. Like, that shit was fucking hilarious, dude. Like, how'd you come up with that? That shit was clever as fuck. I I can't think of a better feeling in the world. I mean, honestly, let's keep it real. When a girl tells a guy that they're funny, like, come on, that's the jizz zone. You Like, that is the, that is like music to my fucking ears. I'm telling you, that's, that is mental ejaculation. Oh, man, speaking of personalities and, and loving people and shit, let's talk about my recent adventures with uh, Jim Crush 2. So, Jim Crush 2 is more avoidant than I am. Uh, like, we've actually been hanging out OD. I, I have seen this girl, like, three, four times a week lately, to be honest. Um, and it's it's kind of turning up a little bit. I mean, I'm gonna be like, here's what's fucking wild about that is, you know, we are just friends, but like now the vibes are getting there and what's crazy as fuck. Okay. So I don't even know if I told you about the first time she came over my house, but like, again, she was gym crush. I invited her out. We hung out. We did shrooms that first day. I determined mentally that I was like, ah, I feel like this girl's too much. Or I'm like, I forget what I thought. I was like, this girl's kind of weird. Like we were, we were cuddling on my little bean bag, but we never kissed. And I could just tell that something was weird about her. Like she's very standoffish about the physical touch thing. Uh, I dropped her off at her house. I read in the back of my mind. I was like, I'm not going to kiss this girl. Cause she's acting weird. Um, we get to her house. I remember that was the day that when I dropped her off, uh, I get out of the car to like, look at her, you know, we're looking at each other in the face. You know how it is when you say goodbye after a first date, it's like that, that moment. And she's like, uh, you know, I'm on shrooms right now. Like I, I, I want to do this, but 
I just don't know how. <laughs> I was like, all right, you know what? Don't worry about it. Like in my back of my mind, I, again, I wasn't even determining that I was going to kiss her because this is when I first went celibate too. And I was just like, all right, I'm just, I'm just spending time with people because I'm not ready. You know what I mean? I'm not ready to look at somebody else in that way. So ever since then, we've kind of just hung out. I want to say three or four times after that hangout. In the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, this girl is just my friend. Like, and honestly, there was multiple times where I was like, I might not hang out with this girl ever again. Like, she sucks. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, she didn't suck. And here's what's funny is I've told, and this is what's great, is she probably is going to listen to this, number one. But number two, um, I have told her this to her face. I was like, yo, yeah. She was like, because, okay, the latest phone call was yesterday. And we've had a couple crazy things happen. Let me get to, to this story though. Um, so, you know, after just like spending some time together, I was like, ah, I don't really like this girl, but I was like, fuck it. Like she keeps hitting me up to hang out. We keep hanging out. We keep hanging out. And I'm just like, ah, actually this girl's like, like, fuck, she's kind of cool. Like I actually kind of do like her. And like, next thing you know, we're hanging out again. She's like fucking hitting me up all the time. And I'm like, oh, like, I don't know. Like actually there's some fucking vibes here. Like I, I'm feeling it. And I could feel that she feels it too, but now that we've gone this amount of time without ever touching, it's starting to get weird. Because we hadn't had that initial moment early on, now what we're struggling with is, is like, I know that she fucks with me and I fuck with her, but she gets hella scared when I go near her. Like, if I even walk next to her, she like, she like freaks out and backs up. Like, she's like, ooh. She's like, can you just stand on the other side? Like, she'll make me stand away from her. I'm like, what is going on? I had to send her a voice note because we hung out one time and same thing. Like, she's being hella standoffish to me. It gives me a little bit of attitude, tells me she's not listening to me, always talking about her. I sent her a voice note. I was like, yo, listen. Because one day after I left, I was like, yo, I can't hang out with this girl if she's going to keep acting like this. I, and I voice note her. I'm like, yo, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, you know what? Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll play the voice note for you guys. You know, fuck it. Let's just get really real. So this is, um, going to be me, uh, setting a boundary. Oh boy. I'm fucking nervous to play this shit. Um, you ready? And, and by the way, I left her house and she didn't think anything was wrong. Um, all right, let's, let's give it a go. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna communicate because... Um, there's no time for that little boy shit. Um, I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna keep it real with you. Um, you know, last time we hung out when I left, uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was, I was a little, um, not, I was definitely not happy with the comments that you were making about how detached, um, you just can do shit like that. That irritated the fuck out of me. Um, so uh, I'm going to pause that really quick. She, she would mention to me how like she could just detach easy. She like, she didn't really care, blah, blah, blah. And I, I don't fuck with that. You know what I mean? Um, here's the thing. If you're emotionally unavailable, I'm not playing that game. And, and for anybody listening to like, if you're dealing with somebody that's telling you they're too busy or they're not in a position for a relationship, bro, call them out and do not fuck with them. It, Cause this is what I did to her. If you're going to, if you're going to sit here and act like that and say that shit to my face, this is the voice note you're going to get because I'm going to communicate. I'm also not going to play that bullshit game where I'm going to ghost you just because you're acting like that. And, and you're going to see how communication helps you elevate the situation. Anyways, I refuse to hang out with people that 
can feel like that, especially somebody that I, I do consider, you know, some somewhat close at this point. You know, I, I get you have things where you have a sensory issues and <laughs> processing issues, whatever it is. And, you know, I could deal with that. And I, it's not even like dealing with it. It's part of who you are. But I really will not stand hanging around somebody that is so emotionally unavailable that doesn't chip in, that's not a team player, that can't be nurturing, that can't be caring, that can't be giving, that can't be selfless. Go off, Chris. So I'm just going to keep it real with you. If that's the energy that I'm going to get from you, like just don't hang out with me. Woo! Because that that doesn't feel good for me. You know, I come over, I bring weed, whatever. It's like, bro, we're a team. If I need help with something, you know, I expect you to help. And then vice versa. If that's too much for you and you and that's what I'm trying to say is you're so detached and you're so focused on your grind that you can't handle somebody being in your life in this capacity, uh, friendship, whatever the fuck this is. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't just see it as a friendship. Although, you know, it is what it is. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and try to make something up or make it deeper than what it is. I, I do view you just as a friend at this point, but to be honest, like I don't wanna just be your homie. You know what I mean? Um I don't know what that entails. Obviously I'm getting to know you more, but my whole point is I don't think that I would be with somebody or hang out with somebody that has said, done some of the shit that you have said to me and or the way that you have presented yourself to me in a lot of ways. Mm. And the only reason I want to communicate this is to you because I just want you to be real. If you feel like you're not on the same page with me about that, then that's cool. If you're like, you know, Chris, I really am emotionally available. I can't handle, you know giving a shit about you or, you know, caring or giving you a hug or fucking laying next to you or whatever it is, just keep it real with me. That's fine. That's not a problem. Um, you could, you could win the game and, and we could call it a day and you could detach. But if you want to keep seeing me and you want to keep spending time with me and for me to hang out with you, to be honest, I need a different energy from you straight up point blank. Ooh, that's my fucking dog right there. That's my fucking boy. Are you kidding me? That shit just fired me up. Fire me the fuck up. Anyways, that's how you lay down a boundary. So anybody wants to see it in real time, um, told her what it was. Yeah, listen, I have no fear about telling somebody how I feel. I really don't. And, and that's the difference is, is like I could feel her energy of wanting to be with me and, and caring, but it's almost like she has so much fear and anxiety around giving me that or, or, you know, whatever it is, right. That she's being this standoffish person acting like she don't care. I'm like, I know you do. You're, you're, you're talking to me all the time. And that's what I even said in the, in the thing. You can't even sit next to me. You can't even hug me. I'm like, bro, this shit is annoying. And now, yo, what's crazy about that too, though, is like, after experiencing this situation, and I haven't dealt with like an avoidant person that's more avoidant than I am before, I now recognize on the other side how that can be annoying for when I do that to other people. So this is something that I really learned and I think something that I could learn going into my next situation or whatever happens here, you know what I mean? Uh, actually, you know, to follow up with this whole thing really quick, um, 
you know, we had that conversation. She called me. It's like, I didn't even realize. I didn't recognize. I've heard this feedback before. She's like, I'm going to show you through actions and I'm not going to just be able to tell you through words. She really took accountability for it, which very impressive. I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of people that can get very defensive about that. That could, again, just be more avoidant, but she, she accepted it. She, she said, nah, I guess I haven't been treating you in that way. And I do want to, you know, change things and I'm working on it. Respect, fucking respect. Um, and, and there's some other things that have happened since I'm going to get to that in a second. Um, but again, for me, what I realized for myself when I look at my previous situation, right, you know, the, the long distance person, I also recognize that it's so hard for somebody when, when you're trying, when you, when you could feel that that other person likes you. And, you know, I liked that long distance girl, right? You know, she's essentially asking me to commit to her. She's asking for that type of commitment to not, you know, just be sitting there waiting, right? And I think a lot of people feel this way, right? You know, somebody's acting like they they don't know, they're half in, they're half out. Like, that shit's hard. It makes it very hard because the person that's sitting there and being patient is probably not getting their needs met. So for me, that's the thing is like, I don't mind being patient. I don't mind, you know, letting you build up slowly. But at some point or another, if you're going to be so standoffish and, and you can't even do anything, like give me a fucking hug. I was like, bro, you, you know, I, I can't keep spending time with you. You know, at some point or another, you got to lay down that, that foundation and say, okay, it is what it is. But my whole point about my previous situation is, you know, I now recognize that my situation with her could have gone a lot smoother if, I would have just committed if I would have just given her the benefit of the doubt a little bit more, you know, and, and that's thing that you really need to learn um, as an avoidant person is the reality is, is bro. And this is what I've been telling her the, the gym cars too recently is, you know, there's always going to be the risk of getting hurt. There is no matter what, you know, when you're fucking vulnerable with somebody, right? It, here's the thing. It's like, the only way to even get love and to be in love is you have to take the risk of losing love. In order to be vulnerable, you need to be soft. And when you're soft, you're exposed. But if you're hard and you have this wall up, and this is what I've been trying to tell this girl too, is like, because I'm the same way, when you have this giant wall up, you know what I mean? And you're not letting anybody in. Yeah, you're protected. And yeah, no one's going to be able to hurt you or penetrate you. But you also don't get the luxury and, and the benefits of real love. Because you'll never get to that place. Because forever and ever, you will just keep everybody away from you. Um, and I, I now recognize that too, for myself in my previous situation that I, I could have definitely been a little bit more vulnerable. I could have given a little bit more commitment. Now with that previous situation, the long distance thing, one other realization I made too, is there's some people where it's hard for you to be vulnerable. And, and I think that there are parts of that relationship, the, the long distance situation where, it was really hard for me to actually give her that commitment because to be honest, I didn't trust her because I felt like the person that she was presenting to me wasn't her true authentic self. And, and that's the thing. The difference between this girl and, and the previous is this girl, when I tell her these things or I have these honest conversations or these hard conversations, bro, she's real with me. Like I could feel the authenticity. She doesn't fight me on it. She sees it with me. She doesn't, she doesn't just like say, well, it's your fault because blah, blah, blah. She doesn't turn around and make it about me. She's like, oh no, oh shit. You know, I know I do that. I, I'm working on that. How do I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to work through that. And she's honest with me at, at the best of 
that she can because that's the thing is right now, again, the latest part of the situation is she hit me up again to hang out. Now, this is after that voice note. Um, and same thing. It kind of felt like a regression where she was kind of back into that shell again. Um, and then she calls me after, and, and you know, she's asked me all these questions. Um, again, she's like, I had, I took her for, for food and she, you know, I bought the food and then she's still acting like that. And I'm like, bro, I'm not going to hang out with you and, and act like your boy. If, if I'm not going to get that energy from you. So yesterday we had this conversation. It was hella funny. It was literally us on the phone. And I was like, listen, like, I don't know what else to tell you. It was like, I'm like, yo, I like you. You know what I mean? Like I, like I do. And then she turns around. She's like, I like you too. And she's like, oh, do you want some vulnerability? She was like, actually, you know, the first time that you walked up to me, like, or, or that I saw you at the gym and you were staring at me, I was like, damn, this boy's sexy. <laughs> that was her version of vulnerability. She's like, damn, that boy, that boy's hot. Uh, so she knew what she was doing. And I'm happy that she came out and said that. Good for you. Thank you. That did make me feel really good. Uh, so we've had little moments like that now recently where I was like, you know, I was at this party and I like, and I'd rather spend that time with you. And she was like, damn, I was looking forward to it too. And it was like these like little awe moments that we had on the phone yesterday and I haven't seen her since. So again, I don't know if it's going to be different. Um, but it's kind of crazy because again, we went and I think somebody on my Instagram complained about this, how like, you know, a guy knows after the first couple dates, whether or not you fuck with somebody or not. And I'm just like, it's so not true. It's so not true. The last two situations I've had, both people, I ended up liking them over time and I actually disliked them early on. And if I followed that voice early on too quick, I wouldn't have given these people a chance. And here's the thing. I don't know if it's going to work out with her or the previous one or whoever. It doesn't really matter. My whole point is you really don't know somebody until you're actually spending a lot of time with them. And we really neglect that in this society. I feel like we really do. Everything is so quick. Everything is Instagram culture. And that's what I'm saying. Even if you saw my Instagram, right? You would have no idea the depth to me. You know what I mean? You would have no idea the the capability, the intelligence, the 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 wittiness, the the sarcasm, the banter, the bullshit. Like it you can't get it off of just five dates. You can't get it off of just seeing somebody's Instagram. And that's, and that's the shit that we do. Uh, so, you know, what I've recognized too is like, yo, this is the importance of being friends with people and taking your time with people because you really can, uh, start to see whether or not you really actually do fuck with them because you are building that friendship. So I don't know, man. Now I don't know what's happening, but apparently like, you know, we're talking, I guess, you know, I, I think. We, we've never hugged, <laughs> so you know what I mean? We've never, we've never held hands or, or kissed or anything like that, but apparently, um, you know, something's happening and that's, what's funny is like, I, I can't even really define what it is other than like, we just kind of decided that we want to try to give each other that energy and we have this rave coming up called un super unnatural and what's wild is I don't know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? She's going with her friends. I'm going with mine. And we've now had all these vibes. And now we don't know where this is really going to go. All right. So welcome to part two of this episode. And I kind of just want to start this off by saying, like, after watching this first part over and recording this part, 
Um, I made a couple realizations. Number one, just really briefly, I just want to touch on the first part of the episode where I was kind of talking about um, how I wanted to be more goofy and be myself. Um, I think I realized something, you know, just kind of reflecting after the last couple of days, just even watching that. I think I recognized that I was listening to a lot of people's perspective on my content, right? Um, you know, I have a lot of people that like my goofy side. I love a lot of people that like my serious side. And it is very hard. I'm a multifaceted, multi, you know, passionate person. And that is very hard to bring one congruent brand online. But here's what I realized. I don't even think it's about really being goofy or serious, right? I'm, I'm watching the first time. I'm like, it's not even about the mood or the tone. It's about just how raw am I being? How real am I being? I recognized that it's not that I need to change myself. It's actually that I need to stop thinking so fucking hard. I need to just start existing and being and let motherfucking go of the expectations. And it's very difficult to do because, and I was talking about this, you get tapped into the views, you get tapped into the results of everything. But what's more important? And I think that the really, the question for me really becomes is, do I love the content? Do I love what I'm saying? Is it raw? Is it authentic? Is it really me? Is it really how I think? And if the answer to that question is yes, it don't matter if it's fucking goofy or if it's serious or if it's whatever. It could be whatever the fuck it wants to be because it's just me. So, uh, but beyond that, <laughs> let's talk about what happened this weekend. So I left this off on the cliffhanger that we were supposed to go to this event called Super Unnatural, right? Now, here's the thing. I just want to start this off by saying we, we didn't ever plan to go to this event together. It was not like I hit her up and said, hey, you know, come with me, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't that, right? It was I had bought tickets with me and my people. She bought tickets with her friends. And we were very um, upfront about that. Now, the just I, I, here's my thing, though. It just felt like when I had talked to her uh, earlier in the week, she kind of just gave me a little bit of vibes like I was going to see her potentially, you know, like maybe meet up. Now, the other thing is, though, she did actually mention to me in the car as I dropped her off earlier in the week that she was having anxiety about texting me at the event. She even turned around and told me in the car when I had dropped her off earlier in the week and said, just to let you know, like, you know, this weekend comes like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to text you. And it's not because like, she got like all flustered. She's like, it's not because like, I don't want to. It's just because like, I, you know, I get nervous about that or she she was anxious about it for some reason. And so this is where things are, are really tricky for me with her, which is I, I really don't understand how much of this is fear or how much of this is maybe her hiding uh, her indifference towards me. You know what I'm saying? Because here's the thing, in the earlier part of this episode, I was talking about how she's more avoidant than me. And I do think there's a lot of fear there. I do see a lot of anxiety. Trust me, the, like the energy that she has given me since the moment I have met her, right? The first time I ever met her, she didn't even let me give her a hug because she was like, whoa, right? She doesn't hug anybody, even her friends that she's had for years. Apparently, the only people she hugs is her like family. Um, so I feel like she just is generally this person that I think when it comes to social interactions like that, it's just not your typical, right? She's just a little bit less affectionate. You know, like there's some people that are just like weird about touch. I feel like she's just one of those people. Um, now let's talk about kind of like, uh, what happened later in the week. So on Thursday, um, you know, we have this conversation about, I was like, Hey, I really like you, or I like you. 
Um, she turns around and tells me like, you know, like, I, I like you too. And, you know, obviously she was very vulnerable about, you know, thinking I was sexy apparently the first time I seen her. Um, but something I actually didn't mention in that same phone call on Thursday, um, or maybe it was Wednesday night that she turned around and said to me like, Oh, but the only thing is like when I'm in a relationship, like I could just really be a bitch. And like, like, I, like, I'm just letting you know right now, like I'm warning you, which essentially was like warning me, like giving me this, this upfront label that she doesn't treat the people that she's with nice. Right. And I was like, I turned around in that moment and said to her, I was like, I was like, well, if that's the way you're going to treat me, I was like, just don't do this. Like, if you're going to treat me like that, I, I don't want to participate. You know what I mean? I'm good on that. And you know, we kind of like change the subject and she's being a little bit more vulnerable, but it, she always has this like tendency to fall back on that, right? This tendency to tell me how she doesn't treat people right or doesn't treat like men right. It's specifically men. I think she's a lot better when it comes to women. So again, I, I just want to preface this is I don't know how much this is fear. I don't know how much of this is just her indifference towards me. Like she tells me that she likes me. I see a little bit of energy, but when push comes to shove and I see her in person, I, I feel like there's just no warmth. And so that's where we're going to start it off. On Friday or the Thursday the night before, I texted her and I was like, yo, um, you know, let me see your extensions. She got new extensions. I was like, yo, let me see your extensions. Um, she like texted me a little later and she's like, oh, I just got them. Um, you know, I feel like a whole new person. I was like, oh, dope. She doesn't really like answer me that night. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, it is what it is, you know, whatever, stupid text conversation. Um, so now it's the day of the rave. It's fucking Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, right? I'm um, sorry, the rave is Friday and Saturday. <sighs> Friday comes, you know, I, I figured she wasn't going to text me because she had told me straight up, right? She was like, I'm not going to text you. Um, and I, I, this is what I think it is. Like, for instance, when we see each other at the gym, she's also like this, right? If I see her at the gym, you know, she has this tendency to like have a quick conversation and just like kind of be in her own space. Like if she's doing something, she is doing something and she doesn't really want to be disturbed, right? She kind of has that like, I'm doing this and I'm not very open um, sometimes to being stopped into what I'm doing, right? Which I guess fucking makes sense, but whatever. Um, so again, it's just not like the warm, bubbly person. It's just not her energy um, to begin with. But anyways, so Friday comes, rave day, fucking send it. We, I go, I, she goes. Um, I actually don't really see her during the entire concert. Um, so as I'm walking out of the festival, I had like got mixed up. My friend, I had left my friends and the concert ended. So I was actually alone. I'm walking out of the rave. I'm, I'm alone. I'm walking to the car. And as I'm walking <clears throat> out of the corner of my eye, I see her. I was like, oh shit. Um, we lock eyes. We're about like 10, 15 feet away from each other. I walk up to her. She has this like startled almost look in her eye as she's looking at me. You know what I mean? As I'm walking up to her, almost like she's like, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like almost like startled. I'm like, so I walk up to her. I'm like, hey, what's up? She's like, hi. You know, kind of gives me like a little side hug. And she's like, oh, like, how are you? And I was like, oh, I'm good. And I like start walking with her. She's like, are you following me? 
I was like, what? I was like, no, I'm, I'm walking to the car. Like we're all walking in the same direction. It's just to the exit. She's like, oh, oh okay. I was like, oh, my car is this way. And she's like, oh, oh, she's like, oh, like, how is the concert? Like, what did you do? Like we had like a, about a 30 second, like little small talk conversation. I was like, oh yeah, you know, I was rolling. I did this. And she's like, oh yeah, I did this and blah, blah, blah. Uh, her friends are in the distance. I, I don't even know if she was with a friend when I saw her. We were both apparently just alone. Um, her friend group was like a little bit, I think ahead of us. So we walk about, I don't know, 20, 30 feet, just having small talk conversation. And she's just like, all right, well, I got to go. So like, I'll see you later. Gives me a little side hug. She's like, all right, KK, love you. Bye. And I was like, all right, like, cool, whatever. Like I, I was confused because here's the thing. She literally just told me on the phone that she likes me. Right. And, and you would assume that somebody that says that and is like saying these nice things and wants to hang out with you and is like your friend would just be a lot more warm when they saw you. Like I literally, you know what I'm saying? If you're supposed to like each other, this is why I was so confused. If I see you at a concert or in public or anything random, right? Why are you like startled? Number one, why are you not excited? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I was like kind of hyped. I was like, oh shit, what's good? You know what I mean? Like I haven't seen you. You're not going to text me, uh, apparently. But I was just like, like that just rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, yo, this is the standoffish behavior I'm talking about where I'm like, you say one thing on the phone, but when you get in person, it's just a whole nother ball game. It's almost like I'm like a fucking stranger. Like, like that's how it feels. She made me feel like I, like it was almost like, it was like icky of her for me to be near her at that moment. Now, here is my theories in my head at the time. I was just like, I, it made me feel like, okay, do you, did you just want to get away from me because you didn't want to see me with your friends? Is that what it is? Is that why you told me not to text you, right? You just didn't want to have that interaction. I mean, I understand that, right? I understand if you don't want to like have me see your friends at some point, fine, fair. But it almost felt like it was like an em embarrassed. You know what I mean? Like it, that's how it kind of felt to me. I was just like, that energy is 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 just so fucking off putting, and it's hard because like, I set this fucking boundary, and I was like, yo, you, I don't want to be treated like that. You know what I'm saying? If you saw somebody that you liked at a concert, it just it feels like it should have went a different way. Um, so, anyways, I leave her. Don't see her. Doesn't text me. Haven't heard anything from her over the weekend. Day two comes Saturday. I don't see her at all during the whole concert. Um, it's not like I'm like looking for her or anything, but just, you know, it's a big fucking show, whatever. Um, as I'm going home, uh, I'm in the car, I'm going to an after party and she texts me and what does she text me? So she texts me and she said, what are you guys going to do now? And I thought that was really interesting because you told me that you weren't going to text me during the concert. Um, and then you see me and you kind of give me like this little off-putting behavior or just like, like startled to see me, didn't even really want to interact with me at the time. And then you ask me what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Afterwards, like, like that's the thing is like, it kind of just rubbed me the wrong way because I'm like, what is this wishy-washiness? And this is what I'm talking about in terms of just like the energy that she's given to me, which is, you know, on one hand, she like will hit me up. That's what I'm saying. She like hits me up to hang out. She'll like call me and be like, yo, what are you doing? Like, let's come smoke. Let's do something. 
and we, we hang out. But when I get in person with her or when I see her, it's almost like she has this wall up. And that's what's so confusing to me too. It's like, you know, I, I don't even want to sit here and call it fear because like I'm literally confused as to what, what the fuck you're even thinking. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do you send that to me? Um, and that's the thing is like, I just, I just, I, I couldn't answer it. Cause I'm like, first off, well, number one, I'm with my friends at this point, you know, I'm out and about, like, I'm not going to even attempt to meet up with you at this point. Uh, especially just with the vibes you've been giving me. You tell me that you fuck with me on Thursday and then I don't hear anything from you and you hit me up after the whole thing is done. Like, bro, we're at a public show together. If you fuck with someone, wouldn't you want to see them? Wouldn't you want to like hang out with him? Like we're fucking rolling dog. We're at a show. How fucking fun would that be? You know? Um, but here's the thing, you know, again, I, I respect being with your friends, but I just, I just don't understand. You know what I'm saying? I just, I want somebody that like, when I see them, they're fucking happy to see me, you know, warm, you know, excited. And honestly, I don't even care about the friendship thing. It is what it is or not meeting your friends. It's not even about that. But the fact that you almost made me feel like I was encroaching on you and see, this is where I'm confused in terms of the fear versus do you actually like me? Because honestly, the vibe that I'm getting now is less fear and more, this person is truly indifferent. I don't know if she really fucks with me like that. And to be honest, like, I, I, I really truly think that like she enjoys spending time with me, but I, I don't really know if she fucks with me like that, you know? And what's crazy is if she really does like, and, and that's just really how much fear and anxiety she has about the situation. I just, I wish that she would communicate that, you know, I need to understand that because I, what am I supposed to do? I, I can't, I can't even, that's the thing is on a friendship level. If you saw a fucking friend, you know what I mean? Would you treat them like that? No, you wouldn't because even if somebody is avoidant, right? It's like, how much can you really avoid? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, how avoidant can you be? Like, is it really truly that frightening to be nice? Is it really that truly frightening to be warm and be upfront? Okay, here's another piece of information as well that paints a little bit of the picture is she did mention to me on the phone that she has had trouble with physical intimacy in her life. She also mentioned to me that she did kind of get hurt um, but she didn't fully open up to me about like what it was. So that's the thing is like, the hard part is, is like, I want to be patient. You know what I mean? I want to be patient. I, I do see a lot of like great foundational pieces, but then I really look at it and I'm like, Chris, like, how has this girl really been treating you? Like really? And it's just simple. It's it, that's, what's wild is like, yo, I'm not even bothering you. <laughs> I we haven't even talked in three days. You know what I'm saying? And I told you, I liked you. Right. And you said the same thing to me. And here's the other thing too. She didn't even mention to me that when we were having that conversation about liking each other, that she doesn't really know if she's ready. Like she needs to potentially work on this part of her. And I think it's just, I'm at the point where I have to listen to that. I, I have to listen to that. I have to realize that she is telling me the truth. She is not lying. She is telling me that she is struggling with this in some way. And it does make me sad, you know, because I do care, you know, I do. And 
that's the thing too. As somebody that, that helps people through a lot of these situations, it's, it's very difficult for me not to go into that mode. But I understand. Look, I'm not I'm not your therapist. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm not here to fix you either. You're not broken. But if you don't have the capacity, the energy to again just be a f- good friend, honestly, that's what I want, bare minimum. Then then I can't fuck with you. I I feel like the the problem that I'm facing too is I feel like she has this perception of me that. Like, I want something from her. Like, I don't, like, I really don't. I'm not even trying to pressure anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am so fucking independent. It doesn't even matter. It's not even like I'm trying to do anything. But it almost feels like even just, like, the smallest interactions, it, it's, it feels like I'm invading on her independence. And I'm like, I am not trying to take you away from your life. I'm trying to enhance your life, and that is literally it. And I feel like I have done that, to be honest. And I'm still getting treated like I'm invading. And I do want to say something really quick, too. I don't think in any way that, like, there's there's parts of me when that happened, that interaction happened, that I knew in the back of my mind that it's not that she hates me. You know what I mean? Even with that interaction physically, uh, you know, at, at the at the show, it's like, I I almost felt that she was going to reach out to me. I was like, yeah, she's going to text me at some point. Yeah, she's going to want to like talk to me and hang out with me because she has been doing that consistently. So that's why I somehow sometimes think I'm like, I really don't think that it's not that she doesn't fuck with me. I think this is what I, I'm going to leave it off on this. And this is going to be my best guess, honest. My perspective of the situation is this. There's some fear and anxiety around physical intimacy. She knows that she struggles to treat men right, and it's been a pattern for her in her life. Um, I think that there are some feelings there, but she's not really sure how to deal with them um, or if she even wants to be available to those things because I also believe that she is very independent and she does what she wants, do what you got to do. Um, and I think because of that, any type of vulnerability for her would be almost like she might feel like it's invading on her privacy, right? Uh, invading on her independence. So I kind of think that's where she's at is she's not going to let me get that close. She's not going to let me, you know, into her life like that because I don't know. I, again, I, I maybe it's fear, but or I guess maybe she just doesn't really like me like that, and that kind of sucks too. But um, that's okay, you know. I, I do want to say this too, you know. Despite that, right? I had a really good weekend. I had a bomb ass motherfucking time. I really, I let loose. I did not care. I met so many fucking dope people. So many dope potential um, new connections um, that I could start. And that's the thing is, you know, you give somebody your vulnerability, you give them your time. I've given her my honesty. I've tried to be warm. I've tried to be friendly. But at some point or another, you're going to push me so far away that I can't keep doing that. And I just wish that if you really did like me, 
that you would just be real with whatever you're going through. And if you don't like me, I would hope that you would also be real and just tell me to my face. This is human relationships in a nutshell. You're going to meet people and you're going to want them to be something that maybe they're not, right? We all try hard as fuck. When we like somebody, we try to romanticize how they feel about us, right? And that's why I'm scared to even say that she's scared because I don't even want to say that and make that assumption if she doesn't actually fuck with me like that. And because we think that, oh, it's just them being avoidant. Oh, it's just them being scared. It's like, that is not an excuse to treat me like shit. <laughs> that is not an excuse to treat me like a stranger. That is not an excuse uh, to be emotionally unavailable. So that's what I'm trying to say is at some point or another, that action has to take precedent over what you're saying. You know, uh, and let me speak to Jim Crush too really quick. You know, I, I do like you and I do think you're cool. Um, you know, outside of the treating me like a stranger on the regular basis and, uh, being absolutely horrified of me touching you. Um, besides those things, I think you're great. And whatever time you need to either figure that out, or if you want to just like, be like, you know, Chris, I, I don't really fucking like you <laughs> or I'm embarrassed to literally hang out with you. Okay, great. Either one works. It doesn't matter to me. Um, but Regardless, um, all I have is compassion. All I have is love for you. You know, all I have is I want you to be happy. I want you to do the things that make you happy. I want you to live in your truth. So whatever that looks like for you, um, you know, the life's events that are going to happen in the future are going to tell me everything I need to know, right? You either show up or you don't. All right. That was today's podcast. Um, I love you guys a lot. And yeah, I'm looking forward to good vibes, good times, being myself. Woo! And uh, enjoying the rest of my celibacy. Um, and just making more friends. Because to be honest, I really enjoyed this weekend a lot. I met so many fucking cool people. And I connected with the people from my football team deeper. Um. And I'm going to be honest with you, like, I got so much love this weekend. I really did. From so many different friends, from so many different people that I'm working with. And there's just so much other love outside of romantic love, you know? Um, and when I, I, this is what I'm realizing is, is when you build a, a strong-ass support system, you work with people that you love, you're friends with people that you love, the romantic connection in your life can come in and out. It don't matter. Um, because you've surrounded yourself with so many cool people. And that's the thing is I love being alone. You know, I, I love being in my solitude. I love my independence as well. Um, but again, that, that connection fucking major key. It's major key. But anyways, have a good one.